Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Blue Jays Today, the first Blue Jays Today show of effectively the new season because baseball is back. There's a lot of talk about the Toronto Blue Jays got their first spring training W today. Some big pitching performances. A sneaky breakout question mark. No, don't. Careful, Nick. Careful. (laughs) Of a guy that I've never heard of until literally today. We're going to talk about that. we got a lot more, too. Uh, I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. Yeah, I'm your host, Adam Paddle. Um, A lot of fun stuff so far this spring training, even though we're one and two. The record does not matter. What we're looking for here as baseball fans is what's between the stat line. Read between the lines, right? What are the players doing? How are they hitting the ball? How are their plate approaches? How are the pitchers looking? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it and, and also maybe overreact just a little. So right. overreaction warning coming in here, everybody. Well, you know what? I, I know that the record doesn't matter and wins. They don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It is still good to get in the win column, you know, because yep. it's like yeah. it's, I was thinking this in my brain today. I was like. What if they went like, what if they started like 0 and 7? You know, and obviously, then, again, yes. like wins yeah. don't mean anything, yeah, but it's yeah. like you you start to go, well, like, what's happening well, here? Effectively, you're starting your good guys every other game, right? right? So, what's going on? And especially in spring training when the road teams typically start their B lineups. Yeah. So, if our A lineups aren't beating their B lineups, then what the hell's going on? Yeah, you that know? is that's obviously, a, uh, that's not going to be the case, folks, because the Toronto Blue Jays did start their effective A lineup today. You got Guerrero, you got Bo, you got Varsho, mm-hmm. you got Turney, got a bunch of different guys coming in and, and doing stuff. We do want to break that down mm-hmm. and, and talk about the, the big performances that have so far happened in spring training. We know it's only three games, and we know that there's going to be comments being like, guys, ah, it's spring training, it doesn't mean anything, which <laughs> is 100% true, yes. but obviously we are going to discuss it. However, I do want to touch on tomorrow because tomorrow the game's not being streamed by the way we were gonna go live for the game it's not being streamed that sucks 
but tomorrow is the first start for Alec Manoa. And Alec Manoa, as everybody knows, uh, last season just wasn't the best. He went through uh, one hell of a roller coaster. And he actually opened up about it yes. in, in a recent uh, recent interview that we wanted to highlight because he, he just had a, a lot of really great things to say. No, yeah. I mean, last offseason when we were watching the downfall of Alec Manoa, I think at one point or another, we all kind of felt a number of things. I think we all felt bad for him. We all felt upset as well. We felt frustrated because there was other elements involved too. Like, you know, why Why are you not going or reporting to, to Buffalo? That's a little bit off topic from here. But still, a lot of feelings that we were feeling about Alec Manoa. But what we forget is that this guy is a human being. Mm -hmm. And that is what he showed in this article by The Sun right here. Uh, flashing it over, guys. Just talking about the actual team going to the playoffs. Alec Manoa said, watching the team go to the playoffs, celebrating clinching that playoff berth at the end of the year. That was tough, said Manoa. And over here, and after opening day, when the Cardinals kicked that out of me, those were the moments that really sucked. So throughout this article, I encourage you guys to go read it. Uh, he just really is vulnerable and admitting that it felt bad. Where other people would say, yeah, whatever, let's not talk about it. No, he, he really... He's really touching an open wound. Well, I, I like this a lot because this is kind of the first time that we've really heard Manoa speak. Like, I think that was where all the speculation came from at the end of last year and why there was such an upheaval uh, by Blue Jays mm -hmm. fans uh, when he didn't report. Because the fact of the matter was, uh, Manoa just really didn't say anything at all. His yep. social media was silent. He didn't have any representatives coming out and talking. So it was just all left up for speculation. And it feels like this article... Uh, it's a long one, by the way. Great yeah. read. But this article is the first time that we really heard him come out and, and give his side of the story. We've seen the highlights of him in the gym. This is where his mental was at the whole time. And I like that maybe for the, the first time in his entire career so far, I am really seeing Alec Manoa show his vulnerable side of things, right? Mm -hmm. When he first came up to this league and, and when he was doing really well and when he was getting into beef mm -hmm. matches with Garrett Cole and the Yankees and stuff. Yeah, like Alex Verdugo. I'll be fun. They're both on the same team. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how much he's going to get into this year, though. That's no, I, no I, I don't know if he will, but like that showed... That showed his competitive side. That showed the the macho side. That showed a little bit of the ego, which is all good things. You know, you need all of those things to, to compete at a major league level. But I feel like as you develop, as you grow as a human being, as you grow as a as a teammate, as a team player, you do need to show a little bit more of that. So I love this a, a lot from Alec Manoa. I think that this is a good development. And I feel like he just said a lot of the right things that I want to hear from him walking yeah. into 2024. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And guys, go check it out for sure. And I, I wanted to point out another, another quote here um, that I want to talk about. He said, uh, it's really tough. Uh, struggling in the big leagues, even tougher with all the eyes and everything on you. And that's another thing, too. Like, we all forget that this guy has so many people looking at us. I mean, hell, like, our show with 23,000 YouTube followers, that's a lot. And we're here talking about the words he's saying about this. Uh, we're talking about analyzing every single quote. Totally. That's a lot of pressure. And we're not even the biggest channel. There's Sportsnet. There's people outside, people in the United States, people across the pond, people everywhere around the world talking about you. And we can't even imagine, we can't even get to imagine, and I feel like a lot of you too can't even get to imagine the pressure that it must feel. So yes, it does feel good that he's kind of maturing a little bit. Right. I, I would say that this is a good maturing point because yeah, it is all fun to come out and be having that huge ego and I love it, it's entertaining, but at some point, you know, you do got to lock it down when it's time to mature and it's time to put up, right? 
you got to put up. Yeah, well, speaking of putting up, he kind of finishes off this entire interview discussing what his mentality is and what his process is going to be in 2024, right? And he's, he kind of references last year how he was fighting himself a lot and how, you know, you get in these stretches, mm-hmm. right, where, like, you're, you're trying to make adjustments, but it's just so hard. It, it, when you have a game on Saturday, when you have a game tomorrow, and, you know, you're, you're fighting the old habits. So I like where he is at walking in to this season. I, I feel like he, he is approaching the year the right way. What are uh, some things, and I know it sucks, we're not going to get to watch the game tomorrow. I, know, I really wanted to see his actual stuff but what are some things if you could watch the game that you would be looking for for him in his first start in spring training couple things two easy ones right here um velocity right because last year we looked at his uh, fastball velocity a lot of times like he was getting as low as 88 miles per hour mm-hmm. right and and i think that was not because he didn't have strength maybe yes of course but also he's trying to guide the pitch into the zone which leads into my second thing the command mm-hmm. he needs to have a good command and I'm gonna be even though I'm not watching on TV I'm gonna be tracking yeah. the pitch tracker because whenever Robbie Ray was with the Blue Jays and we didn't have him on the TV I wanted to see how well he did if you're on pitch tracker make sure you're looking at where he's locating that fastball if he's locating it well and he's throwing it at a good velo we're looking at 92 93 94 you don't want him to jump yeah that's kind of where he's around when he's feeling good right especially in the early part of the spring if he's around there hitting his spots I think we got a good shot that maybe we would get the old Alec Manoa back. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I'm something like something that I'm going to be looking at. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's too bad I, I actually won't be able to. But I, I want to see how he handles the pitch clock. Because uh, obviously that That's was something true. that he just struggled with a lot last year, right? Alec Manoa in 2022 was uh, one of the slowest throwing pitchers in the entire MLB. And that was a big speculation that coming into 2023, he was going to struggle with the pitch clock, which, I mean, clearly he did so i want to see one what the endurance looks like i don't think that his leash is going to be super long but if he does end up walking somebody like how is he looking against that following batter when he has to throw an additional a few pitches right Mm. can he throw 20 pitches in an inning and still be gassing it up at the last pitch i i want to know what that is like and then just his overall calling of the game with him and his catcher are you getting your pitch quickly are you setting yourself up for success Are, are you fighting the pitch clock or are you letting it work in your favor yeah I guess uh, another thing to add on that, um, don't let the inning snowball. Don't let it get out of control. We saw a lot of that last year. Mm -hmm. Walks one guy, walks another guy, wild pitch, you know, and and then the sweats start coming down. Now now his mind is racing. Mental is a big part of the game. Talk about it with Alec. We talked about it with Vladdy. I think we got to slow the moment down. Focus on the next batter. We can't let things get out of control. 100%, dude. I mean, that goes, that's just like a note for everyone you know Vladdy, Vladdy, Manoa like literally all of them slow down the moment with with the big aces in the game Garrett Cole Kevin Gosman a big ace in the game they whenever they have runners on they strand them I mean you saw that with Yusei Kikuchi and Chris Bassett today yeah you strand runners in scoring position you're gonna give up your fair share of walks and hits at some times Mm -hmm. can you strand them that's that's the difference yeah how do you deal under Mm -hmm. pressure so yeah Manoa starts tomorrow everybody obviously a a key factor in the Toronto Blue Jays success in 2024 one of the the final quotes that I'm just going to talk about that he said I don't need to go back to it but uh but Uh. he he was effectively talking about the playoffs and how he wasn't there and Mm -hmm. how how uh and he was also talking about the rotation as a whole in the regular season and how sometimes it was like there was four guys in there and they were just going back to back to back to back yes yes and if he was 
in there pitching or just being serviceable. I think that's the word he used, being yeah, serviceable. Yeah, he was at least serviceable. Then, then you know, our team would have been so much better. And I, I do think that that is 100% true. If Manoa can bounce back in some capacity just to be serviceable, a 380 ERA, we're laughing. Can you imagine if he was serviceable, we probably end up with, what, a 92, 93 wins? I think so. If yeah. he's serviceable, not not Cy Young. If he's Cy Young, man, we have like well, 96, 97. And, and I think that you're also like, and this is one of those things that we'll never be able to calculate, but mm -hmm. if he was serviceable last year, does the bullpen get less fatigued? Does the right. other starters get less fatigued? Right. Do they perform better down the stretch? We will never know, right. uh, but that is a factor. Because there was a stretch where we only had four starting pitchers. Yeah. And man, we got lucky that not one of them got injured because with that workload, yeah. That could hurt you. Gosman threw well over 200 innings last yeah. year, and and you don't want to do that again to your starting pitcher. You want to keep him healthy. No, you got to factor in too. Like our guys are phenomenal, but Kevin Gosman's not getting any younger. Chris Bassett is not getting yep. any younger. Yusei yep. Kikuchi's not getting any younger, right? <laughs> so all of these dudes, like at some point or another, like you do want to get them a, a little bit of rest going on here. For sure. So, you know what? Let's hope that Manoa bounces back. We're going to be covering it. We'll do a little post-game reaction. We'll be on our Twitter, Instagram, covering it all. Uh, I just want to jump right up there. Speaking of a guy who's not getting any younger, but a, uh, the same guy who thinks he's going to get even better this year. Yeah. That's the guy that we saw today. Yusei Kikuchi, guys. Uh, he says he thinks he can get even better. Uh, and he looked pretty good today, man. Scoreless outing, two. Obviously, it's only two innings, mm -hmm. but it's good. You saw vintage Kikuchi from last year. Well, okay, listen. I know that everybody says you can't overreact about spring training. It's just spring training. Like, this doesn't mean anything. You're right. Uh, but if somebody asked me, hey, what do you want to see from Yusei Kikuchi in his first spring training outing? I would say go yeah. two innings scoreless, strike out three people in that time frame, and just look overall dominant while you are attacking the zone. He checked all of those boxes. It felt like all of the pitches were working for him. It felt like the sequencing mm. was good. It felt like he just came in wanting to work on his stuff, and just even yeah. that was too much for these Pittsburgh Pirates hitters. Granted, you were looking at a B lineup of the Pittsburgh Pirates, so I mean, this is right, not the, right. the greatest competition yeah. ever. But Yusei Kikuchi had a lot of great stuff going for him here, and, and I think that I was skeptical about Kikuchi and, and what he could do this year because it did feel like when you just look at the baseline numbers, when you just look at, at season by season by season, last year does feel like an outlier, and, and you almost want to regress him back to his norm but when I was over at Baseball Savant, just looking at the, the way he changed his game last year and how he got to those numbers, I actually kind of instilled myself with a bunch more confidence that, th one, this is very repeatable, and two, yeah, he might be able to get even better than he was in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing to actually know, yes, the slider, the curveball, we mentioned it in the live play-by-play, -play, but they both complement each other a lot. He introduced that curveball a lot more in 2023 you can see how he literally threw it zero percent he yeah. had to throw like five times yeah in 2022 Straight up, it was five or six times that he threw it in, in right. the entire year of 2022 the curveball right so now he incorporated a bit more he dropped the cutter completely uh and however one pitch that we saw actually a lot today and shout out to one of our viewers who actually pointed it out um the changeup. i wasn't sure what that 84 on the corners that he was really trying to get in there was i was like is this a slider didn't look like a slider it looked like the changeup, and it looked like he was throwing it a lot so what if he's working now on a fourth weapon right if he can utilize that changeup, which he only did nine percent of the time 
Use that to work off the fastball. Use the slider and curveball to de deceive hitters. Man, I mean, he could get even better. He could. Do you, do you think there is a reality, bro, where he gets better in a 386? If he does get better in a 386, man, we are laughing. I think that I think that for the first time in his whole career, in his MLB career, he really learned what works for him. I, I mean, it, when you go to 2022 and you look at the fact that his breaking ball was in the bottom fourth percentile, like all of his breaking stuff in general... And then in 2023, that skyrocketed to the 91st percentile. I think that that goes to show you that, one, we found out like that the curveball works and the cutter doesn't. Because that's another thing that happened. He just got right. rid of the cutter completely. So yeah, we yeah. learned that. And we also learned that this is how I, Yusei Kikuchi, put away players. This is how I, Yusei Kikuchi, get ahead and counts and fight back. I use some of my junky stuff. I still build off of the fastball, but you you brought it up to me off camera today that sometimes when this guy is behind in counts, mm -hmm. he's still very confidently and very consistently throwing his slider and getting himself back into a favorable pitcher's it's, count. It's confidence. Because what did he do in 2022? The same thing I was telling you off camera. In 2022, when he was behind, the fastball usage was way, way up. Yeah. And guess what happens when hitters are in hitters counts? Guess what they're looking for? Oh, a fastball in the heart it's, of the zone. It's one-dimensional, yep. right? It's it's yep. kind of what they teach you in the, in the first day of, of hitting camp is, well, if you get ahead, then yeah, you can expect a fastball. Expect you know? a fastball in the heart of the zone where Yusei Kikuchi confidently mm -hmm. was throwing a slider. It takes a lot of balls to throw a slider in a hitter's count, especially on three balls. Yeah, and I think it goes to show his awareness, his awareness of the game, his awareness of, of what the book on him is right it's like okay yep, if the book yep. is that i'm gonna be throwing fastballs all the time well screw that dude i'm gonna throw my slider because i know that my slider is better than you and i'm gonna get you on this and they are gonna go fishing and he was doing that consistently like the run value to just put a number to it in 2022 he had a negative eight run value on his slider in 2023 that was plus eight that mm -hmm. swing is absolutely massive, folks. I mean, like, that just goes to show how much of a difference it was, right? And, and that will help you with all of your other pitches, too. So it, it goes to show that, like, he found his way to, to consistently play at the MLB level. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think that because of that, because he's got an actual formula to it, it wasn't just like, oh, he's miraculously good now. No, like, there's rhyme and reason to this. That is why I believe he could potentially get better in 2024. Yeah, I think mechanically, last offseason, he made a lot of adjustments. And obviously to his pitches, as you can see on Baseball Savant. And now it's like, okay, we it worked. Mm -hmm. the, the mechanics worked. Let's build. Let's deceive. Because, again, what, what makes you stay in the big leagues and stay competitive unless you have some overpowering stuff, which... You say Kikuchi's got some good stuff, absolutely, and it's he's now utilizing in a great way, but you got to continue to make adjustments, and I think I'm hoping to see maybe a changeup getting used a little bit more, we'll see how he uses it. I'd love to see the strategy behind that, you know, whether he uses it in uh, in a fastball count, when people are expecting the fastball, whereas like previous years, oh, he used fastball early, what if he gets ahead with a changeup? Right. You know, that could be interesting, right, get, yeah. get guys rolling on front, because if, if people are realizing, damn, we can't get deep into the accounts with Yusei Kuchi, because I can't get that slider, I don't know if the curveball's coming, well, let's attack early, mm -hmm. well, okay, the fastballs where he threw a lot last year. What if we start you off with changeup? Right. Now, now you have no idea what's going on as a hitter. It's a constant adjustment, and, mm -hmm. it, and it's something that he is going to need to consistently work on. I think that last season he showed that he is capable of doing that. And let's not forget, everybody, 
This is a contract year for Yusei Kikuchi, and he's not at the age where it's, you know, one and done and we're out of here and we're, we're going to a different league or we're retiring. He could stand to get another contract after this season if he plays himself into it. So if he's capable of putting up the same numbers that he put up last year or even better than that, he has just given himself the opportunity to sign back to either the Toronto Blue Jays or somebody else in the MLB. And obviously, he's going to be looking to do that. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see... Uh... I think he walks, just a whole other topic. I think he'll probably walk, because if he does do really well, he'll probably want to test that free agent market. Well, well, that's, you know? I think that he probably walks just because of the, you know, where the Toronto Blue Jays pitching rotation exactly. depth is and at. Like, Blue Jays will probably pass. Yeah, like, it's know? it's less about him and more about just, well, there's Ricky Tiedemann and there's Yariel Rodriguez, yeah, and who yeah. we haven't even seen yet, and, you know, there's obviously Alec Manoa, but still... Clearly, he wants to get paid. I hope that he does, and he's capable of doing it if he can continue to adjust mm -hmm. and work on his breaking stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, there's other uh, another Blue Jay that uh, if he does really well, maybe in the regular season, he might get paid <laughs> by another team. Well, <laughs> might have to look at the MVP odds, folks. But before we get into it, quick shout-out to the sponsor of this video. Whoa! Time for your daily Betway breather. A quick reminder that the best place to bet is on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming Ontario. Please bet responsibly. Now, back to the content. Shout-out to Betway, everybody. Betway, if you are listening... Where's the Brian Servan MVP odds? <laughs> Where are the MVP odds at? Because I'm out here about to smash that line. Brian Servan, Swervin Servan. Shout out to, uh, I think it was Sophie in the chat who, uh, mm -hmm. who gave us that name. Swervin Servan. This is a player who, I'll be honest, I completely forgot about. I, I did not even realize the Toronto Blue Jays had this guy until today's game. Swervin Servan is currently leading the league in RBIs. And that tweet right there mm -hmm. is actually wrong. Because yeah. he's he doesn't have six. It's he's more. got eight. He has eight RBIs <laughs> in four at bats right now. He he's ahead of Juan Soto. He's ahead of he's ahead of everybody right wow. now in the MLB. Um, <laughs> like clearly it's spring training. It's three games. Brian Servin. Uh, you know we don't know. Uh, is there anything here? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no. No, no. Hey, look, he's done very well. He has two doubles and a homer, you know? He's got an OPS over uh, 2,000. Uh, but what this does tell you is, you know, we were kind of trying to figure out what was our third catcher situation. Years past, we've had Tyler Heineman. You know, he's come up. Um, I forget his first name, but Adams. Remember him? Riley? Riley Adams. I think yeah, was. He's come up, and we traded him away. He was a little prospect for us. But we always had a three, a third catcher, because at one point or another in the Toronto Blue Jays, you're going to have one of Alejandro Kirk, one of Danny Jansen. They're going to hit the IL. It mm -hmm. just it just happens. That's the players they are. Taking all that workload, DHing, catching. It's going to happen. So what does that mean? The Blue Jays got to make sure they have a third guy in the wings. And I think solely based on what we've seen so far, He's pretty, making a pretty good case for himself to be that third guy up. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, at the end of the day, you got to factor in, this is his audition. You it know? is. Like, and he's not auditioning for the MLB squad because he's never going to no. get that because he got Alejandro Kirk ahead of him and because he got Danny Jansen, right? And we don't need a third catcher just on the squad. He is auditioning to potentially come up to the show if one of those guys comes down. His past numbers... I'll be honest, not very good. I think last year he hit <laughs> yeah. 130 at 130. the MLB level, and for a, a large part of the season, he was down at the minors where he hit 199. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, historically speaking, Brian Servan has just not been a guy. 
I will apologize, though. I was not familiar with your game. <laughs> you know yeah, that? Yeah, you know that literally, one? yeah. Because uh, clearly, like, maybe he had a great offseason, and, and maybe he is putting something together. The guy's got eight RBIs so far, so I can't really say that he's absolutely nothing. I think that, if anything, this is just going to show that if one of Danny or if Kirk goes down... We do have a semi-serviceable dude ready yeah. to come up. And, and, and if we're being all real right now, guys, I expect this guy, if he does get the call, if, if there is an injury to Danny or Kirk, A, he's not going to be playing that much like Tyler Heineman no, did for no. us the last couple of years. But B, uh, I expect him to do nothing. I expect <laughs> him to just be a catcher. Catch the baseball and throw it back to the pitcher yeah. and, and call some, I was going to say throw down some numbers, but you don't do that anymore. Punching some numbers and learn learn the pitching staff, and that's it. Well, for me, this this just opened up the window to maybe have a Heineman week. Do you remember the Heineman? Uh, the one week? week, I think it was in Boston. Yeah, he popped yeah. off. Tyler Heineman. <laughs> it was like a four game, five game stint where uh, where this guy just went nuclear, and yeah. and it was like, oh my god, like is Heineman gonna break out right now? No, no, he wasn't. Because no. after that, it was you know he completely fell off. But you never know, maybe Brian Servman, he could pop off for a week. Dude, if we had the Jay of the Week segment, he'd, he'd win. He would. He would literally he would. win. Yeah. <laughs> You're leading the Apple in RBIs. Of course you Eight would. Eight ribbies know? right now. So you know what? Uh, Brian Servan, <laughs> shout out for your five seconds of fame, dude. I really hope that for your sake, it is longer than five seconds. You oh, know, because yeah. clearly, like, you know what's going on. But uh, but if, if it was only this short and sample size, then shout out, dude, for making us smile mm -hmm. during spring training. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's pivot a little bit right here. Uh, that's all the spring training stuff. Obviously, you know, let's actually, actually let's wrap it up. Let's well, wrap it up. I do want. Bit. Okay, yeah. If we're yeah, gonna yeah. wrap up the spring training stuff, then I mean, we'd we'd be remiss if we didn't just bring up the fact Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yes. played in a spring training to get day uh, game everybody, and he did get a hit. And I will admit, he had oh. he had two at bats, both of them scorchers, scorchers off the bat. Okay, uh, the second one, it did not land for a hit. But it was a liner. It was solid contact. It was a liner. I mean, he solid. went he went into the dugout. He was getting high fives because he did solid. what it is that he's supposed to do. Yep. You know, absolutely. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get the big Vladdy bomb, the matching of one sort of like we were hoping for. But hey, it doesn't matter, man. What I really like, especially off of that hit, I was trying to find a video of his hit, but just could not find it. It wasn't for an RBI. It wasn't a big moment. No. But what I did love, it was two pitches in that whole at bat. One. It was first pitch, he swung, it was a fastball in the hands, and he fouled it, uh, so he's a righty, he fouled it away to the right side of the field, mm -hmm. out of play. And then the second pitch, same fastball inside, he made the adjustment, he got his bat head around, pulled it to the left center field for a looping base hit. Now the outfielder was playing a lot back, probably some no doubles defense with a runner on first, and um, and he was only held to a single, Yeah. but, you know... It was still a good at bat. Absolutely, I and mean, a good adjustment mid at was, bat. Yeah, he was he was aggressive. He knew what he was looking for. I mean, he wanted the fastball. He got the fastball, and he was capable of doing something with it. And it was really exciting to see because to lead off that inning, you had Bo Bichette who got a single, mm -hmm. and then you had Guerrero mm -hmm. follow up with a single. So mm -hmm. then you got runners at the corners, and then you had Justin Turner, and he did ground <laughs> into a double play. But as somebody commented to us. We got a run scored, and wow. that is progress, right? So in, in previous years, in 2023, you get a, you run into the corner, you get nothing. In this inning, we got one, and I will take that one. <laughs> Let's not bring up the fact that we had bases loaded and nobody out either. Don't need to, uh, talk, don't about need to talk about that one. Don't need to talk about and it, And it scores like a one. But those were the three guys yeah, that I think you're going to see consistently in the first <laughs> inning, right? I mean, granted, you'll have George Springer to lead things off, yeah. but that's probably going to be your two three, four in the Toronto Blue Jays lineup. 
today they were capable of scoring one run yeah I, i'm very excited to see what vladdy can do um and i yeah again just want to pull away good signs and Bo Bichette, we gosh we are gonna underrate this guy he's gonna sneakily uh, if i'm gonna do a hot take i think this guy's gonna lead the league in uh, batting average this year he's gonna win the batting title man well, you took him for most hits i did so he, in the, if he's gonna get most hits he's gonna probably, be up there probably know? right like dude this guy I just see his game. It's so clear. He's not trying to hit home runs anymore. I'm just going to hit a ball directly up the middle. Right. I'm going to hit a ball to the right side of the diamond. I'm not trying. He did swing out of his ass once on a 3-1 pitch, but you're allowed to on 3-1. Mm. But every other every other pitch, it was just, I'm going to hit it right back, and he's got three hits so far. At the end of the day, like, Bo Bichette was never supposed to be, like, even though the graphic is Bobo go boom, boom, and here are the <laughs> Blue Jays today, like, we want this guy to go boom, boom. That was never supposed to be his player type, right? His yeah. player type was supposed to be, I set the table. I run the base as well. Guerrero, daddy, he's the one that's supposed to absolutely annihilate the baseball. Yeah. So if they want to fall into that role, if Bobochet wants to hit 310, 320, uh, you know, with an OPS of yes. like 840, but only like 20 home runs... I'm good. Absolutely. I'm totally good. That's that's your role, man. And I keep thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs because it's, it's hockey season right now. Be Mitch Marner. Set the table. Set the table. Send it over to Austin Matthews to drive you in. That's essential. That's what it is supposed <laughs> to be, everybody. So, uh, very happy right now with how the Toronto Blue Jays, the, the main guys are looking. I mean, some of the, you know, even though we got blown out in, in the first two games, a lot of that was done from some minor league pitchers. Yeah, we don't that. care about those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only looking at the positives yeah, here, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of somebody who actually did have a, a pretty good first game, I don't really remember what he did today, uh, mm. but Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. This has been a guy who we have scrutinized a decent amount on this yeah. channel, and I think Toronto Blue Jays fans have scrutinized a decent amount on this channel. And I think that uh, an article today uh, by Jays Journal, shout out to Jays Journal, they painted it perfectly because for us, I'm speaking, oh, speaking for myself anyways, mm -hmm. um, it's got nothing to do with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa as a player, as a person. Uh, you know, his stats has nothing to do with that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
it only has to do with the money. And yep. as time has gone on in, in this entire offseason, it has become abundantly clear, unless this guy is, like, uh, going to break out and, and completely overperform, that we pay just way too much. We did. <laughs> hey, real quick, shout out to Bowl of Special K with the $2 Super Chat. Thank you very much, my friend. Shout out, dude. W's in the chat. Um, Yeah, look, there's uh, so many guys around the league that kind of fit the same role. You know, I mean... Yes, as of right now, IKF is getting the major is probably going to get the majority of starts at third base. Mm -hmm. But you know, we were talking all offseason like, okay, if you're not getting Matt Chapman back. You're probably going to platoon some guys there. It's going to be Espinal. It's going to be Bijou. It's going to be Schneider. Are we going to call up uh, an Addison Barger or Elvis Martinez to try that out? There were other options there. So signing someone like Kiner Falefa didn't feel necessary. You could have signed someone like a Giorgella, right. right? Who uh. It was a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. You could have signed Tim Anderson. Granted, looked at his numbers recently right before this negative two war. Yep. But at least Tim Anderson has a history of a batting title. And you could have maybe hoped for a bounce back there, right? Uh, put him into the mix yeah. of all those guys I just mentioned. And hopefully someone bounces back. But right now, you're kind of pigeonholed because of the contract of paying him $7.5 million per year to get him some everyday playing time. Yeah, I think that's always been our problem, right? Is because you are paying him... Uh, you're paying him starter money yep. and because you're paying him starter money from our standpoint we go okay well Oravis Martinez doesn't really have a, a direct pathway anymore Addison Barger doesn't really have a direct pathway anymore because Isaiah Kainer-Falefa is getting paid starter money for two years and you, you look at what the Detroit Tigers just did they paid one and a half million dollars for a Gio Urshela ridiculous for a one year yeah, right? like I would that's, have gladly. I would have. I would have took Gio probably over um, Isaiah. Yeah, even yeah. if the price was the same, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just goes to show that, like, I think the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, maybe it, you know, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty, and maybe it was just the, the time of when they signed him. Definitely, but I, I, I do think that they might have hit the panic button just a little bit on that one, and and probably overpaid. I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, it's the timing because it was early, and they felt like they needed to get. A Kiner Falefa. Yeah. I mean, looking at Gio Urshela, who got paid one. Let's do some direct comparisons right here. Gio Urshela, one point five million dollars yeah. for a zero point eight WAR, right? And only two hundred and fourteen at bats. Where Isaiah Kiner Falefa, he got paid seven and a half million per year for a zero point one board uh, WAR in more at bats. Yeah, roughly a hundred more at bats right there. More opportunities. Uh, didn't do, do, do as much with those opportunities. And, uh, and, yeah, obviously and, got paid a, a crap load more. And, look, I am ready to be proven wrong. I mean, there's, there's some people out there on our Discord. Uh, shout out to our Discord, by the way, if you want to join it. Links in the description. Uh, who are saying, like, hey, Adam, you, uh, you, you know, no, I see a kind of fluff, but they know I don't like him. <laughs> I don't right. like the deal. I don't want him on the team. But he's here now, and I am ready to be proven wrong. It's just a contract. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, it, it's look, just a contract. I'm buying in on the player. I'll buy on the player. Sure. But it, yeah, as of right now, until proven otherwise, looking around the league, just like the article outlines, uh, this was an overpay. And I, we're actually going to have a whole podcast coming out about this exact topic tomorrow. But when you look at Matt Chapman now yeah. and, and you go, okay, well, Matt Chapman is not going to get paid $100 million or anywhere mm -hmm. close to that. In mm -hmm. fact, Matt Chapman is probably going to be coming back on a one- or two-year deal. You start thinking to yourself, oh, shit, like if we hadn't have paid Isaiah Connor for life with the money that we did, well, now we could be back in on the Matt right. Chapman conversation. And I think we can both agree, even though we you know, didn't love Matt Chapman last year, he is – Miles, miles ahead of, of, of what Isaiah kind of could potentially bring to this team so yeah I, I again hindsight is 2020 
But as of right now, don't love the deal. Would love to be proven wrong. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of deals, is there another deal for the Toronto Blue Jays before the spring training is over? Uh, there was an article out there that talked about potentially maybe signing Tommy Pham, which was one of the big trade deadline asks that we wanted yep. uh, last offseason. He had a really good season. Like, he did, he did, yeah. Uh, genuinely. Uh, but he's still, not, he's still not signed mm -hmm. right now. And the Blue Jays have been in conversations about getting one more outfield bat, a fourth outfield bat. Right now you have David Schneider kind of being that guy, and you've got, you know, maybe Calvin Biggio playing some mm -hmm. platoon roles. But get a pure outfield fourth outfielder with some pop. Mm -hmm. And Tommy Pham is exactly that guy. Shout out to Yard Barker who kind of prompted uh, this uh, uh, article, uh, they're talking about why it makes sense to put him on a, a short-team deal. That's kind of what I'm saying it makes sense because, I mean, we need another bat. We, right now, are missing Matt Chapman. We're missing, it feels like we're missing just one more oomph mm -hmm. in the lineup. And a guy didn't come off the bench. You could platoon. You could face in some certain matchups. We just we want some more flexibility in that regard, and Tommy Pham would be perfect. Also, just a quick correction. I just noticed this, but apparently he was originally posted on Blue Jays Nation. So shout out, shout, shout shout out to out. our friends over there at Blue Jays Nation. I didn't realize that that was originally posted there, but uh, but we, hey. love, we love those guys. So, uh, shout, so out. shout out over there for for, for giving this uh, this thought experiment um, and just kind of promoting it. But, mm -hmm. uh, but before we even just talk about Tommy Pham as the player, because I, I do like Tommy Pham, yeah. I do want to run quickly through what the financial situation here is for the Toronto Blue Jays. Because I we get comments all the time being like, well, can the Jays now be in on all you know Blake Snell? Can they be in on these other guys? And we do just want to make it very clear. So the Toronto Blue Jays currently right now uh, are projected, estimated, to be paying $243.2 million. Now the uh, tax threshold, the CBT for 2024, is 237. So the Blue Jays are currently over it by $6.2 million. And this is the second year that they're going to be over it. If they go $20 million over the tax threshold, so they would be uh, $257 million, then now they need to pay additional fees, an additional 12% on, I believe, the 30% that they're already yeah. paying. So, yeah. so effectively what you're looking at here is if the Jays spend 15 more million dollars, mm. now they're playing significantly more money. So for me, I think that that's kind of like your rough and loose deadline here. I, I think that you can be in on almost any player if they are lower than $15 million. Potentially. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We we do not know where Rodgers is at, what the budget is looking like. I know that they said they were looking at $40-ish million, similar to last year. And right yeah. now they're at about similar to last year. Yes. Right? However, if that's the case, then yeah, we're completely gone. But... If the deal is there, like if Matt Chapman drops his price to 16 mil for one year, <laughs> for one year. If he did that, do he's, you, he's down so you, bad. You're down, exactly. But I think he, he's literally spiraling. I know you're making a video on it, but I really could see him. If he's not signed in two weeks, like he could get really desperate. What are you going to do, sit out for a year? Right. I think that's the worst thing you could possibly do no, for Matt no, Chapman. No. You got to go out and you got to play. You're 31 years old or 30 years, uh, 30 or 31. He, 30. He's turning 31, 30, 31 in like a month or two yeah. months or something. You can't be sitting on the on the sidelines when you're that age. You yeah. got to go out and play, man. Even though you're Matt Chapman, Gold Glove winner, you got to go play. So if the potential reality where that happens, do you do it even though it puts you over that that next threshold? Well, he's we're, we're gonna break that we'll break thought that down. down tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Like I feel like that is the big question, yeah. right? Is like, do you do it for Matt Chapman, right? Is there anybody left in the market that you do it for? 
I think that Tommy Pham, obviously you wouldn't have to. And I think that that is why, for me, he is kind of appealing because he can come in and he can be productive and you can lock him down on a one-year deal for not a whole lot of money and have like hardly any risk. I think that the one thing with Tommy Pham that you need to consider is if you bring him in, well, now you got to make some moves with the 40, right? And, and now you got to you gotta let somebody go. That's another tough thing. We're pretty full. We are, we are getting pretty full. And when you factor in that, you know, you still have Eduardo Escobar down there and Daniel Vogelback, who maybe you wanted to try something out there. And when you factor in that you still have Addison Barger down there, who could probably do the exact same thing that Tommy Pham can do, you know, do you want to do that or do you want to give that spot to one of your prospects those are the questions for me yeah it's it's tough to say i mean in, in regards to the prospects i mean it feels like the blue jays are managing in a way where they're just trying to hold on to them and protect them that's why they brought in the vogel back and that's why they brought in the escobar mm -hmm. so i mean bringing in the tommy fam could be another one of those moves just keep them down there add more depth and options for john schneider or would you want that would you prefer oh, yeah. a tommy fam or would you prefer they go the route of we we do the prospect thing? see if here's the thing like if they are protecting them and trying to bring them up as a group maybe in a year or two mm -hmm. future me would be happy with that right hold on to that clock uh tommy fam we know is a proven big league hitter yeah i would be happy with that right yeah. at the end of the day what do we want we want production on the field tommy fam brings that so i would be happy with it it kind of feels like tommy fam is like the or would be the Justin Turner of the outfield. You know, it's like, th these are guys that. that have, that have been it. around for yeah. a long period of time. They've been productive at the MLB level for a long period of time. Tommy Pham has moved around to a few different cities before. You bring him in, it's like, boom. Like, you just have another veteran back there. I do think that it's it would be interesting for the Jays because they have... Kevin Kiermaier already back there, and they got George Springer already back there. It's like he feels like you kind of have your veterans in the outfield. Uh, but, I mean, we still need some more bats. And, like, even though yeah. I'm starting to get higher on this team and starting to get yeah. higher on Guerrero and Bo and Justin Turner doing the work, would I like to have another player who could potentially come in and at some point in the season bat fifth or sixth on this team and put in some runs and potentially even take a few at-bats away from the IKFs of the world? Maybe. Dude, perfect scenario. You have him on the bench. IKF is up in a big spot, or whoever is struggling. I mean, it's really easy to pinpoint IKF right, right now. <laughs> but whoever is struggling, bring in a Tommy Fam. IKF, if you're watching this, dude, uh, we, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. we're we're so ready to, to eat our words, man. Like, please go out there, absolutely annihilate the baseball, and shut these two losers up. Yeah, for real, man. I would love that. Yeah, so, folks, that is all your recent Toronto Blue Jays news, everybody. Let us know in the comments down below your thoughts on all of this. Uh, this is the first Blue Jays Today Show of the 2024 season effectively guys yeah. we are going to be doing these shows uh you know religiously once the season actually starts mondays and fridays you can expect this to transpire somewhere around 11 or 12 in, mm -hmm. in the morning that's when we're going to be hosting them up until the regular season starts it's kind of difficult to lock in an, an actual schedule yeah. just because all the games are all messy uh but but once the season starts mondays and fridays long form everything yeah. Toronto blue jays content yeah and they're gonna get longer guys we're gonna add some new fun stuff with y'all if y'all are ogs you know we're gonna bring back that wheel that's yeah. a lot of fun man and we'll, we'll yeah, do some dude. fun interactive stuff too and maybe even bring some of you guys on at some point we'll have to look at the details but that's why we're full time now i we gotta that, i gotta defend the title with the wheel yeah. again, man. yeah you yeah it. you don't want to go down three to no, one no no gotta tie it up this year yeah. gotta tie it up folks thank you so much for watching everybody and as always go jays go, Jays, go!
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.